Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's Holy Word. Amen. Good to be here today. Welcome to the cafe. Today we are speaking on the subject of godly deliverance. You know, we serve a God that is so wonderful and so mighty that he delivers us from our troubles and that if we are able to recognize that, we should pay him all respect and give him all glory and lift up his name. You know, when something great happens to us, certainly when we are delivered from something awful, should we not just praise God? When someone says, oh, you were so sick and now you're better, do you not just say, I praise Jesus Christ, he healed me? Someone said, oh, you were poor and now you have wealth. Do you not say, I praise Jesus Christ, he gave it to me? Uh, If someone says, oh, uh, you you were in a bad job or you had an abusive situation and now you're in a good job or you have a great boss or whatever it is, do you not say, I praise Jesus, he delivered me from this situation, he brought me to this place? You know, we need to praise God and there's so much... Um, picture of this in throughout the whole Bible. I think of the Old Testament, the Israelites, uh, you know, getting led uh, at, through uh, the Red Sea on dry ground, amen, from Pharaoh's army. Think of the Song of Moses, the celebration. Oh, could you imagine, you know, praising God for literally delivering these people that were on the brink of death, his people, God's people on the brink of death, they were in bondage, amen, and he freed them. And, uh, you know, that's a picture of Jesus Christ, that we are on the brink of death with sin and Christ dies for our sins. We're saved, amen, made new. And we're talking about deliverance here today. Uh, Psalm 50, verse 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Well, that is a wonderful verse. Look at how simple this is. Call upon me in the day of trouble. So call upon God in the day of trouble. Call upon Christ Jesus in the day of trouble, and he will deliver you, and you will then glorify him. It's a very simple uh, proposition here, a very simple set of instructions here. Yet so many never even get in the book to read this verse, and that's a shame. So many never really have faith in God to believe that he would deliver them. That's a shame. And so many Uh, get delivered by God and don't give him the proper glory. And that's a shame. And we want to look at how we can start breaking things down in life to the point where we're able to give God glory for everything. Look, you get an extra ketchup packet, the drive-thru, give God glory, amen. Hey, uh, you have an extra $10 in the bank account, give God glory. Uh, You you live to see another day, give God glory. Uh, You have a good friend, give God glory. Do you understand that it is all of God, that is all God's miraculous working, that nothing is by chance, and that he is sovereign, amen, that he has put together so much in your life to bring you all of these things that you have here today, uh, including the capability to listen to this show. Amen. Uh, The radio at all, you know, God gave you that. And I thank God for Christian radio. I thank God for allowing us to have preachers and ministers. This preacher needs preaching.
preaching. Amen. I feed off of the word. I read it. I try to watch uh, videos about it and study it. Amen. But I love a good, good, uh, Bible preaching. And most of the preaching I get uh, is from the radio because typically I am the one doing the preaching on Sunday mornings at our little con- at our little church in front of our little congregation there. But uh, I love it. And I thank God for that. Amen. Thank him today for everything. And as we look at deliverance, the first um, one we're going to look at, I'm going to be doing several of these episodes. The first one is sin. Deliverance from sin. You know, what is sin? Sin, uh, shortly put or simply put, is anything that violates God's holiness. So sin could be... um, uh, any kind of perversion, it could be, uh, it could be uh, blaspheming, it could be uh, not loving your neighbor, it could be coveting. I mean, how much do we covet these days? Golly, how hard is it not to covet? You know, you see somebody that's got a new phone, and you say, "Oh, do I need that?" And then all of a sudden, you think you want that. Then all of a sudden, you're wishing you had it. You think it'd make you happy. That's coveting, by the way. Even if you say it's just a phone, it doesn't matter. That's still coveting. Uh, all the other sins, uh, all the thou shall nots, right? Which shall not kill or lie or cheat or, you know, all these things. And yet the world is full of that. I work in marketing, you know, I mean, do you know how much deception is in marketing? It's sad. And I'm thankful the Lord put me in this industry for my day job, uh, so to speak. My first and most important job is to preach. Uh, but when I'm working to pay the bills, I believe the Lord put me there to kind of show the ugliness, the ugliness of man or the cleverness of man in a bad way. And so I'm always skeptical about everything. Nothing is free. Amen. Uh, and so I won't go on a tangent there, but sin is everywhere. It is absolutely in this world. And we are affected by it. We as in Christians and and the lost are affected by it um, and the saved are affected by it. And then those two blend together. I spoke to our congregation not long ago about how sin wrecked my household as a child and my parents' household and my grandparents' household. And I saw this, uh, this, this sin just absolutely destroy so much of uh, my household and all through the generations. And I think of friends, some of them have passed away and sin wrecked their households and sin is this ugly thing and it's this nasty thing and it's an approach, reproach to God. And yet we we're in the sin, um, sinful fleshly nature because of what happened in the garden of Eden, what happened in the garden of Eden? Well, Eve and then Adam ate of the fruit, the devil tricked them. And when they ate of that forbidden fruit, they then Uh, Sin entered the world and then the sin curse entered the world. They were expelled from the Garden of Eden and all of these bad things started to happen. That's when man started to die. That's when death entered the picture because that's what happens when sin is present. Amen. And I I don't have a ton of time here, but Christ, uh, he broke the devil's back on Calvary by dying for the sins of the world. Amen. And so when we accept Christ as our savior, our sins are forgiven yet we still have sin. That's one of the mysteries of life. We are saved once we accept Christ as our Savior, but we are still in the flesh and we still are sinners. You can read Paul's epistles and he writes about this and how uh, he wants to do good, but in the flesh, he can't do any good thing. Uh, Jesus told the disciples when they were sleeping before his passion and he's praying, he says, uh, truly the uh, spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay? We're all sinners. Even the disciples were, amen. Everybody but Jesus. And that's very important that he was perfect, born of a virgin, never sinned. And that's why he could atone for our sin on the cross. And so we're sinners. How do we get delivered from sin? By God. 
Psalm 79, 9. Help us, O God of our salvation. For the glory of thy name, deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. See, Psalm 79, 9 helps us understand that God gets glory when he purges us of that sin. And it's for his name's sake, he gets the glory. As our text verse, Psalm 50, 15 points out that we call upon him in the day of trouble, he'll deliver us and we give him glory. Look, I'm a sinner, amen. And when I was born again, I was living in sin, amen. I got into a Bible-believing church. I had a preacher spitting and yelling and preaching the book, and I needed that. My hard head needed that. It took one year, two years, three years. It took a long time, but it got to me, and the Lord cleaned me up, amen. Well, who gets the glory? You know, I repented. Do I get the glory for repenting? No, that's my, that's just my, my least I can do. That's my reasonable service is to get right and serve him. Amen. That's biblical, but God gets the glory. And someone says, well, you're not the same and you don't sound like a sailor anymore. You sound like a, a, a person that's a upright person that loves the Lord, a person that's not going to say anything bad. Well, how did that happen? Well, God got the glory because I couldn't do it on my own or whatever other sin that he delivered me from. And just take my word for it. He delivered me from many. Maybe God's delivered you from sin. Well, God should get the glory as we see in Psalm 79, 9. Another very familiar verse, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What's well, a wonderful verse. I've gone to this verse in, in, in counseling others, I've gone to this verse for myself. This is such a great verse. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, the first part is we must confess our sins, right? He delivers us when it's the start of God's deliverance is our repentance, right? We cannot be delivered from sin until we repent of that sin. How can we be delivered from sin if we won't admit that we're sinners, that's called pride and the Lord won't have it. The Lord hates pride, right? So we must confess our sins. We have to identify with God that this is a sin. Now, when you confess your sin, pray to God, not only that he forgives you, but he points it out, that he shows you by the working of the Holy Spirit, that he shows you what that sin is. So you can identify with it and you don't repeat it. And no, that's not always easy. That can be scary. The Holy Spirit will always rightfully point things out. It'll be very exact. Uh, the Lord is not the author of confusion. That's the devil. The devil will try to muddy the waters and say, is it a sin? Is it not a sin? The Lord will say, it's a sin and this is what you're doing. And no, you won't audibly hear from the Lord more than likely. What you might do is read it in the word or the thought might come to your mind or you may feel a conviction in your heart. God has ways, amen? So we confess our sins, we identify with those sins, we learn what they are, we work to not repeat them, okay? That is that idea of true repentance, right? It's turning. The idea is turning from the sin, right? Going away from it. God is all-powerful, but he doesn't expect us to just sit there like a blob and do nothing. He expects us to do our part. He is all-powerful, but we are to confess our sins and repent, not want to do them anymore, commit to not doing them, and then he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Comes to mind, uh, you know, uh, one of the disciples asked Jesus, how long, how many times do I have to forgive this person? And seven times, and no, it's seven times seven, and so on and so on. The Lord will forgive us over and over again if we're truly repentant. He does not expect perfection. He expects uh, hum humility. He expects humility. Remove the pride, go to him, confess. He's faithful and just to forgive our sins, to forgive us, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
And now you can be rest assured that you've been delivered from sin when you go through that process. And if the devil tries to bring it back up, you can remind the devil of this verse right here. You could tell the devil, 1 John 1, 9, God's already forgiven it. He's cleansed me of all unrighteousness. I'm made new by the blood of Christ. And that's that. That's a closed book, amen. That's how good our God is. That's how big God's love is towards us, that he delivers us from sin. So what we need to do is understand that he does that. We need to go to him every time, every day, because we may not even understand sometimes when we're sinning. Amen. When you, you know, you listen to people's testimonies, you get in the book, you realize that the Lord has very high standards, right? So sometimes we may not even know the standard we're breaking. That's why we need to go to God in prayer fervently throughout the day, praying without ceasing, confessing our sins every single day, being made new, and then thanking God, giving him the glory for forgiving us our sins. I hope I've done that today, given God the glory for forgiving me of my sins, and I give him the glory for forgiving you of your sins as you go to him. You could even just stop right now and pray to God and say, Lord, forgive me my sins. Help me understand what they are. Deliver me from them. I'm banking on your word. You're not a liar. I'm banking on your word that you'll cleanse me from all unrighteousness as I give it all to you, as I confess it to you and I give it all to you. He'll do it, amen. Our God is amazing. Our God is amazing, and it's amazing what he'll do when we'll humble ourselves and we'll seek his face, when we'll really, truly seek him. It's amazing what he'll do, and he deserves all the glory. Tell somebody today how great God is. Tell someone today what God has done for you and how he's delivered you out of whatever situation he's delivered you out of. Give him the glory because he is worthy, and I believe he likes to be praised. It brings honor and glory to him. That's why we're here, to give him honor and glory, to give him praise in this broken world, to be a light shining on a hill. You can do it. I can do it. We should get after it today. I know I will. I hope you will too. I thank you so much for listening. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message, and I will talk to you again soon. Take care and God bless. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.